0: Hello, welcome to Public Service Psychology Now. I'm your host, Dr. Tanisha Blue. Today we are talking to Dr. Edgar Villareal, the Division 18 VA Section Chair for 2022-23. Hello, Dr. Villareal.
1: Hello, Dr. Blue, how are you? Thanks for having me
0: today. Absolutely. So we're here to talk about you and some of the things that you're doing as VA Section Chair. Tell
1: us about yourself. Yeah, I'm happy to. So um, I'm obviously a psychologist by training and uh, have been, you know, with the VA roughly about 10 years now. I'm stepping into my 11th year and currently, um, you know, my, my current role within the VA is I'm the National Clinical Director for Suicide Prevention within the Office of Mental Health. And suicide prevention. So, uh, lots of words there. So, I'll just share with you a little bit about what that means and what the role entails. And then, you know, uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about how I kind of came to step into the role of the chair for the VA section. So, you know, my role within VA is to get the honor of supporting, you know, the VA's top clinical priority, which is suicide prevention. I get to, you know, be a part of some really great initiatives, work with some really passionate people in supporting the mission of preventing veteran suicide. Um, My specific role uh, supports our field operations uh, and clinical programs. So, you know, really helping provide technical assistance and support to our suicide prevention coordinators, helping implement policy, write policy, implement uh, national programs around suicide prevention and i also um oversee the um the clinical um clinical interventions for suicide prevention 2.0 which is uh the new program that is uh implemented in the clinical resource hubs where we're providing targeted evidence-based therapies for suicide prevention across the nation so that's a little bit about my role. Um, And like you mentioned in the introduction, I'm currently the chair for the VA section of Division 18.
0: Very nice. How did you come into what what made you decide to to join to become the chair of the VA section? Sounds like you've been in the VA for a while. How did you end up in this role?
1: Yeah, great question. I think, uh, you know, uh, one of the ways that I stepped into this role was I wanted to uh, really kind of get more involved within APA and really kind of seeing the importance that APA plays in helping provide a voice for our profession and being able to help uh, step more into an advocacy role and see how we can pr- support va um psychology and you know mental health and policies um you know from a different perspective so i i you know joined the va section of division 18 i actually joined the va section and automatically kind of stepped into the role of uh, early career psychology representative for um, for a handful of years and i attribute that to um a person that you and I know, and probably a lot of people in the VA space know uh, from uh, Dr. Gail Iwamasa, she was instrumental in kind of encouraging me to really, um, you know, get involved and try to take more of a leadership role as a lot of folks from our membership may know, Dr. Iwamasa's primary goals as a, sec- as a, as a chair for the VA section was really to kind of create opportunities and uh and be able to give um uh people of color and other uh, diverse individuals opportunities to be able to become more involved and step into leadership roles i really appreciate her kind of trusting me and allowing me the opportunity to serve as the early career rep and uh shortly after that um I was kind of tapped to um, uh, encourage to run for uh, the, the the chair position for the VA section. And, and that's kind of how I came to step into this role. It's been um, really exciting to be able to step into this role. And I'm, I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you about what are some of the things that we've been focusing on for this year and, and how people can get involved.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you tell us about that? Tell us about some of the things that some of the initiatives that we
1: have for this year. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things, you know, when I was a chair elect um, and a part of the executive committee for the VA section, one of the things that we automatically saw we wanted to really improve if we really wanted to accomplish, you know, some of the things that we want to accomplish and really be able to think a lot bigger of how we can support VA psychology within uh, APA was that we needed to update our bylaws and really kind of um, re-imagine the governance structure for the VA section. So before we did that, it had been a handful of years before we updated those bylaws. And really the leadership for the VA section was made up of uh, the executive committee, which included, you know, myself as the chair-elect. It included, um, you know, uh, Dr. Josh Rinker, who is our treasurer and secretary, and Dr. Gail Owamasa, who was the chair at the time. So, uh, you know, the three of us, along with uh, a group of dedicated volunteers that were stepping into some of these other collateral roles, were helping us kind of drive the work of the VA section. So, we, we really wanted to kind of make an effort to change our bylaws to be able to expand our governance structure and the reason we did that was that we wanted to um, not only create more opportunities for people within our section to become more involved in APA and within our division but uh, to really be able to create Something that was more sustainable in order to have a greater impact on what we could do uh, for our members and for our VA section. So the the bylaws were drafted, they were voted on, they passed, and now, you know, we have um, a different structure that we follow. Uh, We have our executive committee, and then we developed a board of directors. And the board of directors is made up of the chairs of our new committees. And um, those new committees have uh, members that are gonna help us really kind of drive some of our priorities and some of our initiatives and continue to uh, build the work. Uh, We have uh, a membership committee that is chaired by uh, Dr. Charlie McCluskey and, um, and uh, is also co-chaired by Dr. Ashley Martin. And then we also have our education and training committee, uh, which I'll tell you a little bit more about, uh, which um, is chaired by Dr. Jeremy Sines. And then we um, also have our Um, our Public Relations Committee, as you know, because you're a part of it, uh, chaired by um, Dr. Sharon Malinowski. So I'll pause there and see, you know, if if any other questions come up, but that's really kind of what we've been really busy uh, at over the last year or so to really kind of build up our committees, build up those opportunities for our members to get more involved. And uh, we just finished filling in our ranks. So we went from a mighty group of three people to uh, almost over 10 people that now are helping uh, build the governance for the VA section and helping drive the work.
0: That is an awesome accomplishment. That's a big accomplishment. And what I appreciate about it is having these partnerships with folks like Bill Yomasa, who had have- Working together and having such a vision for where you want for this VA section to how you want it to look and how you want it to grow, and then pulling together all of those bylaws and making the change and seeing it come into fruition. This is that's great. Thanks. That's a great story.
1: Yeah, no, I think, you know, we've all been fortunate to have really good colleagues, uh, really good mentors and really good partners. I mean, prior to Gail, you know, we, you know, were, were impacted by the, by the vision and leadership of, of, you know, Tiffany Fennell, who was previously the VA section chair and also the division president and also even helped start this podcast. So, you know, we, I, I certainly wouldn't have been able to, you know, be where I am today in my role within the VA and also with my role as the VA section chair had, had it not been for uh, those partnerships, those mentorships, and and really the, um, the relationships that we get to build within our VA psychology community. I think we were very fortunate to uh, be working in an organization that, you know, happens to uh, provide a, a very noble mission and service to our nation's veterans, but also to be working in an organization that allows us to be able to uh, train and hire the, you know, highest concentration of psychologists. So, I, you know, when I say that it's my honor to be able to represent VA psychology within APA, it, it really is something that I take to heart because it's, um, it's. Um, it's, it's really humbling to be able to to represent all the work and, and uh, some of the efforts that, that VA psychologists are are putting out there to impact the care for our veterans in our communities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. One of the things that drew me to this podcast and really has gone over and over again to, doing anything within Division 18 must be in the relationships that I'm building with other psychologists and the psychology community. And it's nice because you get to know people at other at VAs and you certainly get to you get to know people all over NBA um, leadership. And it's a just a really good experience. And you get to know each other as as colleagues and just build something that you really believe in and keep going.
1: Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you, uh, you, you summarized it just, you know, quite well in terms of some of the appeal of, of, you know, being a a VA psychologist and being able to work in an organization like this. I think the relationships are, you know, the, the work is important, but also the relationships and the opportunities that um, practicing psychology within the VA really really provides. And I think that's a part of why, you know, the VA section is such an important organization. We wanna be able to provide another space for us to be able to bring all those ideas, all of those voices together and find different ways that we can continue to advocate for VA psychology, um, you know, in, in a meaningful way. I think sometimes uh, as, you know, as, as federal employees, uh you know we we can find some challenges in terms of figuring out how we can continue to impact the work in our communities outside of uh you know the the federal system and i think apa gives us an opportunity to be able to really do that in a different way
0: absolutely absolutely what got you into public service psychology to begin with
1: Yeah, that's a a good question. I'm also curious to hear your your response to that question because that's one of the, you know, great ways to be able to connect with people that work in the federal system. Everybody has, you know, their own unique journeys and unique stories. Um, so, and I, I don't think my story is very uncommon, but, um, you know, I first got into mental health. Um, you know, it, it kind of all started for me as an undergraduate. I, I, I mean, I was a psychology major, so I already kind of knew that I wanted to help people in, in, in this capacity. Um, but how I stepped into suicide prevention and then to uh, public service through the VA, I think um, in part has been... Um, because of, of suicide prevention. So I remember uh, a personal story when I was an undergrad, you know, one of our, um, you know, an acquaintance of mine that was, uh, living very close to me in the dorm had attempted suicide. And, uh, it was something that, you know, really, you know, impacted people in, um, In in the dormitory that I was with, I was living in the dorm back then. And, um, you know, really kind of made me start thinking more about the role of mental health and how mental health was impacting people around me, Uh, and it, you know, generated an interest to start volunteering. I started volunteering for a crisis line, and then that kind of piqued my interest to um, apply for grad school, and then, you know, still kind of sticking within that same um, general interest, I started to then focus on uh, kind of suicide prevention as an area, of of interest, and I know the VA was already doing a lot of great work with trauma and suicide prevention. So, I you know started kind of gearing myself to become a practicum student uh, and get you know really the majority of my training at at a VA. Um, some you know my first years in public service date back to you know being a early trainee and practicum student at um, at the at the Houston VA, and then after that, you know, you know, once you kind of sit with a veteran and meet with a veteran and provide services and really kind of see, you know, the unique work and the humbling experience to be able to provide services to uh, veterans, you kind of get hooked. And I got. Hooked, and uh, my training experiences just kind of continue to gear towards uh, VA and public service, and I think that that's kind of how how I got started. Once you begin providing services to veterans and seeing the unique opportunities, it's something that it's uh, you you kind of get sucked into it, and have have had the pleasure of being able to build an entire career around it. I like that. You
0: know. Um, you're laser focused because you started out in suicide prevention. It almost is like a circle you came back around to. Yeah,
1: that's a really good way of putting it. I I do think that we we have come full circle. I, I, you know, I went to internship and did my internship at the Denver VA and then I quickly stepped out of the VA, uh, but not out of federal service. I actually did a um, a trauma postdoc, um, at Brooke Army Medical, uh, base in San Antonio and, and did that for, for, um, for about a year and, and worked with our active duty population still as a federal employee. And then I stepped back into the VA and, you know, began, um, my career in a, uh, PTSD clinic as a PTSD frontline clinician, and then quickly stepped into, um, program manager roles and leadership roles and that's kind of how I you know made a made a turn towards uh you know leadership and administration and program development and uh had the pleasure of being able to not only circle uh you know circle back to suicide prevention but you know be able to uh come back to um to to the Denver area. I, I, I started working again at the you know at the Denver VA where I did my internship and uh before I moved into the the national position that I'm in right now.
0: We I share we share a lot of similarities. I started out too um in just I as a psychology major, actually I I knew that I wanted to study uh, to be a psychologist when I was young. So. Just already, I, I knew it when I was in like high school, maybe even junior high. But I went to school as a psychology major, and then um, then I applied, bounced around a little bit between undergrad and grad school, but applied to grad school, got in. Then I also I am a veteran myself. Oh. I was in Arkansas Army National Guard, so I have thought that at some point. I knew I wanted to be a psychologist. I thought that I would either go actively as a psychologist or I would go into, while um, so I would work in the, in the VA system. In fact, I thought of, when I looked back at my um, my application materials for graduate school, I actually wrote that. So I, I really always wanted to work with veterans or, or soldiers. And I did a lot of similarities. I also all my training, all my training in the VA, worked at a VA, and then I went and worked for Triple Army Medical Center out here in Hawaii where I am, and did that for a while, and then came back to the VA, so we share, we share a lot of time.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that. I had no idea that, that you had, um, that, that you're a veteran and had prior military experience, so definitely see that, that personal connection there, and what kind of Brought you to the work.
0: Absolutely. So, you were at toward the end there, you were talking about your the leadership experience and, and turning yourself to it from being a full time clinician to over the years growing in your leadership roles. And I know uh, from being having, I'm a program manager where I am, but being in a program manager role and just having different leadership roles, and you know in APA and and the APA divisions, how difficult it can be, sometimes the challenges that can come up. So how do you stay focused on whatever your purpose is for for doing the work amid some of the challenges that you face?
1: What a big question, Tanisha. (laughs) I'm gonna try to answer it as best as I can. And I think, you know, you know, one of the strengths that we all bring um, as psychologists to leadership roles is that, you know, we're, we're in the business of, of people. We're in the business of supporting communities. We're in the business of supporting people. So there's really a lot in terms of our experience and our training that I think naturally lends itself for people to be able to take a leadership role. Uh, and I think that that's kind of how I've conceptualized it for myself is that, you know, we, we have an opportunity sometimes to be able to use our profession um, to be able to kind of step into these leadership roles. So I've always seen leadership and psychology as being in the business of supporting people. It just kind of depends on how do you define those roles and how do you use your experience to be able to do that? Um, you know, as a psychologist and as a clinician, uh, you try to support people and then try to help them, you know, be able to build their, le- their best lives. And as a leader, you try to, you know, remind yourself that first and foremost, we're there to support the people that do the work of helping other people. Uh, so I do find leadership roles to be, um, you know, something that are, are unique opportunities or um, things that I, you know, I, I take the leadership roles that I'm in, um, you know, as important roles that we play to be able to provide that level of support. And, um, and I think there's days, especially whether you work in a in, in a complex system like the VA or not, where you have to remind yourself of, you know, of what's important of brought, what brought you to the work of psychology, and then what brought you to the work of being in a leadership role. And I think the answer to that for me has always been the same: it's um, the people, the relationships, the services that we provide, the mission that we're supporting. Um, and I think that that, you know, whether I'm talking about my leadership role within the VA or my leadership role within um, the VA section, that's you know something that I'm I'm always trying to remind myself of. We, you know, we wouldn't have I think leaders and and some of these roles if you know we we didn't have responsibilities and 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 the responsibility to support people. So I think we need to put people first and that's always been something that um, that I've kind of built my leadership philosophy around I know that there's a lot of buzzwords around uh, leadership that that people are used to and you know one of those um, words is, is servant leadership and I can certainly you know say that for me servant leadership is um, is, is something that I really take to heart um, that in order for us to be able to support the mission and put people first, we need to make sure that we, uh, that, you know, that we're providing that level of support and, and that we're leading with that example. So hopefully that helped answer that question and kind of give you a little bit of a glimpse of, you know, how I've approached um, different leadership positions. Absolutely,
0: and I've part about the relationships And that seems to be a thing for you and putting putting the people first, whether they're the people who you are working with when you were in practice or the patients that you're seeing, now it's you as a leader. I appreciate that. Thank you. So that's all the time we have today. it's been very nice talking with you, Dr. Villarreal. I'm, I really appreciate you coming on to the show. Um, and maybe we'll have another chance to check in with you and see how things are going later on in the year or after your, your term is over. So thank you so much for spending time with Public Service Psychology. Now. Well,
1: thank you for having me, Tanisha. I really appreciate you creating this platform as another opportunity for us to be able to elevate the work of the va section and be able to highlight the great work of our va psychologist and anytime you'd like me to come back happy to would love to come back and give you some updates on some of the work that our va section is going to be focusing on throughout the year and uh, and as always you know just appreciative of all the work that our uh, va section members are providing to support veterans and their communities so thanks for having me you. Okay.